and welcome to the Zoe Health Podcast, a conversation where we explore topics that affect women's health and wellness and matter to you. I'm your host, Dr. Nontlantlas Tole, co-founder of Zoe Health, your all-in-one women's health and wellness platform. We love hearing from you and interacting with you, so please join the conversation in our community chat to let us know what your views are or to share your own stories about the topic we'll be covering today. For more information, please visit www.zoehealth.com. Zoe is spelled Z-O-I-E. We hope you love listening to the podcast. Please remember, any information we share here is not a substitute for a consultation with a qualified health professional. So make sure you book your next consult soon. Let's get started. Oh, hi, there's the beautiful doctor. How are you? <laughs> good, thanks. How are you? I am well, thank you. It is so good to see you as usual. Thank you. And thanks for having me again. You are so welcome. We love chatting to you about everything related to motherhood. So really super, super excited about the topic today, uh, mostly because, you know, probably a taboo subject and also as a as a mom, not something that, you know, I was prepared for at all, not with my, mm-hmm. with my OBGYN or any of the nurses at the hospital. So um, I'm so glad we're having this discussion for people who, you know, have been through the same thing, but also women who are probably currently pregnant or thinking about having babies. So welcome sure. guys to, to our discussion with Dr. Katejo. So we're talking today about all the changes that happen to your body after yeah. you have a baby. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a little tough, hey? Um, I always say that that's going to be the first sacrifice you're going to make as a mommy. Mm. I know I keep reiterating the same thing, but mommies sacrifice quite a lot, you know, and your body is the first sacrifice because it's how you actually carry for this baby. Okay. And then your body needs to accommodate this child. Right. Um, for some people, um, it's very easy for them. They go back to their, their previous body without anything, without having to um, exercise, without having to do surgery, without anything. And Mm. for them, it's much more easier to carry on, you know? Mm. Others like me, um, who have bigger changes during their pregnancies, they kind of struggle, you know, to go back. Um, And it's even more difficult if you've already been struggling with your self-esteem with the body before the baby, you know? And then now you have even more changes. So that's what happened to me personally. I did speak about this um, lightly, uh, briefly, just in the last few months of my pregnancy that Mm. I started with a stretch mark and then I had 17 stretch marks. So I literally looked like a zebra, okay? Mm. Um, And in the beginning, like, so in my adolescence, going into actually becoming a woman or leaving my adolescence, that's when I started realizing that I have stretch marks. And I struggled a lot with it then. Like mm. it, it was such a big problem with me, with it for me then to a point where I would look at pictures of myself as a child to, wow. to try see when did this, when did this happen? Mm. When I was lost, perfect, you know? So I really struggled with my body image because of stretch marks. Mm. So now come my pregnancy and no matter what I did, by the way, so please don't yep. come to my DMs and say, please use this oil, please do this. No, yes. nothing works. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so no matter what I did, no matter how much I tried to prevent it with the happy events cream that I think a lot of you know about, um, the magnolia oil that I yep. got from Pep, nothing worked. 
So for me, it was really, really tough. Really, really tough. And towards the end of my, no, not towards the end of my pregnancy, second trimester, I was going to the spa because I was still allowed to go to the spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't forget how many times I was told that there's this problem that they can fix for me. And for me, it was even more tough to deal with it because this person didn't know already the fact that I'm struggling with the self-image. And secondly, she's alerting me. She's alerting to this problem in front of Dumelo. And Mm. it's a thing of like, this is like a problem. Like it can be fixed, you know, Um, do this. Like I haven't been doing anything right. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not okay as you are. Exactly. So it was really, really tough for me at that point. Um, And I just saw someone ask if it's genetic. Um, Yes. So some people will struggle with stretch marks more than other people. Okay. They do suggest um, that or advise that you keep hydrated, which I know that that's always been my problem. I'm not as well hydrated because if you are hydrated, the skin stretches much more easier. Okay. But then the problem with that is that we still make it seem like it's a problem. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a problem. It's literally Mm. a crease in your skin, allowing for your skin to stretch. That's Mm. all it is. I don't know how in our minds we looked at stretch marks and we thought so ugly, you know, oh my gosh, this has tainted the human being, you know? So for a long time, I had to try to understand for myself and to accept that as this is normal. This is yeah. completely normal, you know? Just like how you can get hyperpigmentation, it's normal. It's not, yeah. it's not a disease. It's nothing that you, you can correct, Yes, exactly. It's not something that needs correcting, right? Exactly. And I think the fact that there is a market around correcting this thing Mm -hmm. further propagates or perpetuates the idea that this is a problem. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, just going back to the spa. So this lady then followed me around and kept telling me about this this, um, product the whole time. No, get this product, get this product. Also, it was flipping expensive yeah and i just felt like i was just not i was not being respected in the fact that i was uncomfortable and she couldn't Mm -hmm. see that okay so then um i shared this on instagram and a beautician did come into my into my dms just to explain to me that unfortunately they are meant to um push sales okay oh okay i see they are meant to push sales but it's a little bit difficult But then this brings me to another part of the conversation with body changes. As women, I've seen that we are the biggest culprits with this. Mm. We like to bring attention to changes Mm. without being sensitive to the fact that maybe someone is struggling with that change. Okay. Because remember, these changes literally happen overnight. Yes. So you have to now accept that Katlaho... Um, on Tuesday had no stretch marks. Like mm-hmm. on Wednesday has 17 stretch marks. Mm-hmm. It's literally that fast. You yeah. Know? And then when yeah, someone brings different. attention to it, they, they don't respect the fact that you are still transitioning yeah. into a role of acceptance, you know? So if I can urge any woman in here, please, when you see a pregnant woman, 
it's really not necessary to tell her her nose is bigger. She knows. That's true. It's not necessary to tell her yeah. that she's darker. She knows. It's not necessary to tell her How that much she's looking is. wider. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I am in conversation with someone who's still struggling with her pregnancy changes till this day. Mm-hmm. Even though she has actually overcome them, like she doesn't have acne anymore, but because her pregnancy was filled with um, remarks that people would make about her skin. She actually didn't have a maternity shoot, you know? She didn't want to really have a baby shower. So she feels like she lost out on the great parts of her pregnancy Uh and pregnancy moments because she was living under this this new phase of her life that she wasn't ready to accept. Mm -hmm. And people kept making remarks about it. And the one thing I really hate the most Mm -hmm. is, oh, no, you're having a boy. Guys, stop oh, that. Because, you, because your nose is so huge, right? Yeah. Something, something is telling well, you. some people say girls will steal your beauty. And then yes. other people say that, no, the boy steals your beauty. You know, it, it just sounds yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. when you when you have someone that is now also dealing with, um, I, I think it's called gender, gender grief. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so there's this yes. thing where, yes, there's this thing where someone has a certain gender in mind. Mm-hmm. And then they get told that the gender that they're getting is another gender. Um, so let's say I was getting a, I thought I was getting a boy and then I get a girl. And then people keep saying, oh, no, yeah, de- you're definitely getting oh. a girl. That's why you look so ugly. Now, it, it further, like, you know, it makes me struggle with the fact that I'm having this girl because, yeah. oh, also she's stolen my beauty, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, That's actually, the one, one of the things I wanted to say about stretch marks, it's crazy because... You like what you mentioned about getting them in your last month. You go this entire journey doing all the creams, drinking, you know, whatever it is that they tell you to drink, you're hydrated, mm-hmm. which you should be doing anyway. Then you're getting towards the end and you're feeling like, okay, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. And like this overnight. Literally it's overnight. It's the scary Yeah. And the thing it's is, the you never thing. know if it's going to come, right? And you wake up in the morning and you look at your time and you're like, wait a minute, this is not how I looked yesterday. And it's like mm. the disappointment because you're like, oh, I was almost there. What did I do wrong? Okay, what about this cream? What about? And you become so obsessed with it that really it's, that's the beginning of when you actually are not are going to have a problem. Because also then after you give birth, your stomach, right? Everything that happens after the baby has come out, you've got the stretch marks mm. and then you've got your stomach cl- not coming back to what it was, right? It's not going to be that flat. No, and it won't. It yeah. won't, especially if you've had a C-section. And I think that's what people also don't realize. I know a lot of people want to bind and all of that stuff. Guys, I'm not against that, okay? Also, number one, please do that when it's safe. So after six weeks, after your doctor gives you the go-ahead, okay? Because you might bind and you actually might cause yourself a little bit of issues. But that's fine. That's neither here nor there. But just remember something. Um, I have been shocked by some people. They've literally had a C-section and not had the boop, okay? Hmm. Not had the boop. We're fine. But most people will have the book. And the reason being is that that muscle in that area has been cut. Okay. Yes, it has been stitched back. But you remember your muscle is what gives you tone. And yes. it's what also helps the skin, you know. Um, if, if you don't believe me, you can actually stand and try to suck in your stomach. Because remember, when you suck in your stomach, you're sucking in uh, with, your, with your muscles. You're tensing yes. your muscles. Yes. You'll see that that part will struggle, you know. Mm. So... I also want to urge people to not feel so embarrassed about the book and not feel like 
it's their fault or like it's ex- excess fat that they had to fight their hardest for, you know? Unfortunately, a muscle was cut and mm-hmm. that muscle still needs to heal. And for some people, it actually doesn't ever get back. Yeah. So, yeah. so now going back to the stretch marks. So that thing of feeling like a failure for mm-hmm. me is actually what happened because I was doing all the creams. Oh my God, I'm doing all the creams. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to eat that much. And I shared in the previous, um, in the previous life that I had gestational diabetes. So also I was eating quite well, you know, mm. so I didn't understand. And I unfortunately could not exercise because it was unsafe for me because I had the cervical um, incompetence yes. where I had to stitch, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, oh my God, like what can I do? You know? So now we're sitting at the fact that, okay, I have my beautiful baby. Yes, I'm happy hi. About her. <laughs> I'm happy about her, but I wouldn't lie to you guys, and this is the truth. I sometimes look at her, I'm like, you're so lucky your life is beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you have more of an opportunity to have the better body. But then yeah. I realize that also what that then does is that I'm going to have beauty standards for my child that are, mm-hmm. that are going to be unfair because I feel like beauty standards that exist right now are excluding me, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want my child to be excluded. Yeah. So that's the problem with uh, body changes. And yeah, yeah, and I think, sure, you know, it's such a difficult thing to actually come to terms with the changes that happen with your body. But it's so important because if you don't, you're going to be carrying that shame around as if something is wrong with you. And actually, if you're getting all of those stretch marks, there's nothing that you could have done to prevent it. There's nothing that you did to no. cause it. Whether it's you know, when you're becoming, you're going into puberty, you're becoming, your boobs are starting to come in, your hips are growing a little bit. What could you have done to make your body stop growing? Your skin is accommodating all the growth, right? Exactly. And then when you're, when you're growing an entire human being and getting stretch marks as a result of that, it's like, okay, wait, is everything that I did to get you not even worth it? Because now look, there's the stretch marks. It's, yeah. It's very and what I find so funny is like, why do we why do we push people to get pregnant? Number one, Mm. if we're going to taunt them when they're pregnant, why tell women that, Oh, you're doing such a great thing. You're going to have a child. You know, it's so amazing. I mean, so many people try to pressure you to become a mommy, you know? And then when you are a mommy and when you're trying to go through those changes of doing this brilliant thing that everyone thinks is so amazing. And it is honestly, it really is an amazing thing. Then you're, you're being broken down when your body is trying to accommodate this greatness. Mm. That's what I really struggle with. I really, really struggle with that. What hurts me the most is that it's mostly women. It's yeah. mostly women that will make you feel like your, the changes in your body are, are not great. But I know where that stems from. And I think that stems from the fact that if you haven't accepted something in yourself, you will struggle to accept it in someone else. Mm. So we need to change uh, the narrative surrounding a lot of these changes, you know, yep. we need to stop um, making it a big deal that someone's nose gets bigger, you know, mm. it's going to go back, you know, it definitely mm-hmm. was going to go back. The hyperpigmentation, that's another one, you know, um, get over it. It's hormones. Yeah. It will go back. Like definitely after birth, you will go back, yep. but there's certain things that you will never ever have ever again, you know? Yes. And if we don't, make it a positive thing now, we actually put people in a position where they can then struggle with um, anxiety surrounding mm-hmm. their bodies, 
body yeah. dysmorphia and so forth, you know? And because um, the postpartum stage in itself has more changes, you know? A lot of people speak about just dropping weight out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Spe- people speak about losing hair, you know? Yes. I can imagine for a lot of people, losing yeah. hair is so difficult because it's like right in front of your face, you know? Exactly. Some people get hyperpigmentation on their mm-hmm. face. Um, I think it's called molasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I forgot the term right now, but they get hyperpigmented um, um, spots on their face, patches that will never go away. No matter how many facials you do, no matter how much stripping they do, no matter how much steroids they give you, which actually puts you in a worse predicament in terms of your health, it will never go away. So why aren't we changing the narrative around changes? Why aren't we saying, yo, Chomi, you look amazing. You look mm, great. Sexy. Yo, Chomi, yeah. yo, you've got the, do-. you know, because like for me, I was so excited to get that dark line. Okay. It's yes, 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 I was so excited for a long time. I was excited to look pregnant because I didn't mm. look pregnant. Oh, and then as soon as I what? looked pregnant, I felt like I was being birated and I was being put down. Sure. Now I wanted to hide my pregnancy. So for me now looking back, I actually regret the fact that I didn't take as many pictures of my bump. Because for me, it's like an intimate, it's an intimate thing between me and Nia, you know, it's when I had Nia inside of me, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very intimate, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to celebrate it because when I look at other women, they have no stretch marks and they are being portrayed or they are being put out there as this is the perfect body for pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the celebrities we see who bounce back so quickly um, without much yeah, detail about how, what, what they did to get back to that, that weight. But it's the pressure, I think, is, is so, is, it's so heavy out there. You know, when people comment on stars that have looked look even better than before they got pregnant, I think it just makes you feel like you, you're a failure if somehow you don't get back to your body or whatever, the perfect body that you had before, you know? Exactly. And, but also, like, why are we trying to go back? So why are you... Why are you accepting a different phase in your life? Especially if you have prepared yourself for pregnancy, right? Um, it's even more tough. For, I think it's more tough for people who weren't really ready to be pregnant and now they're pregnant and maybe felt pressured to keep the baby, you know? I, I can understand that person would deal with a lot in terms of their changes. But speaking to someone that planned for this thing, you know, and really wanted to be pregnant, why do we then torture ourselves afterwards and want to go back to who we were before. And it's, it's not that you actually prepare for, because you prepare for everything. You get all the stuff the baby's going to need. You prepare for the fact that your life yeah. is going to change completely. But who do you ever ask yourself, am I going to be okay if I never have this body or if I have a different body to yeah, where I, I have? It takes a while. Yeah, and I never even asked myself that question. I mean, I've always been someone who's quite active. So I managed to bounce back after my first baby. And after the second one, I think I didn't even think about that. I was like, well, look, you know, I'm going to breastfeed. The weight will come off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took a, a while and it's not 100% there, but I'm just like, I never prepared myself mentally to say, do you realize that actually you may not have the body that you had before and how are you going to feel if you don't? And it was all the planning except that to say, you know, preparing myself mentally to say, I'm going to be okay if I don't have this body. Exactly. Then, so... Yeah, so we prep for everything, but we don't prep ourselves to accept that. I, or 
more than accept, but more like move on with the fact that mm-hmm. my life will never be the same. I will never be Kaz before Nia because Kaz before Nia will never have Nia, you know? Yes. And unfortunately to have Nia, I need to have this body, mm. you know? Um, right. But I also don't want to use that. I also don't want to use that to, to bring down anybody's insecurities and mm. the struggles that they have with their body because I too have those struggles. Definitely. Mm. I literally, I, I'm still struggling with, even standing in the mirror for a long time, you know, I can't look at myself in the mirror for a very long time. Cause I just, it's like, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I wear black, it doesn't exist. If I wear some Spanx, it doesn't exist, you know, mm-hmm. but what I did for myself, which I was very proud of is that I went out and I went to go buy clothes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the biggest struggle I've had even before Nia was my weight change and accepting that my weight has changed. And Mm -hmm. part of that acceptance is also clothing that body and choosing that size, you know, (laughs) and, you know, sitting in an uncomfortable jeans you actually look worse. No, no, no. Look, they're a little bit tight, but listen, yeah, they're a little bit tight. I can, in a couple of months, they'll push it in. And you're sitting there and you're almost causing yourself a hernia. Mm-hmm. because you're like stuffing yourself and you actually look worse. So I was really happy with myself. Um, two weeks ago, I went to H&M and I bought myself jeans that fit me. Yes. I accepted it. That was <laughs> number <you>. one acceptance. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Right now, this is your body. Until you're willing to do something about it, which you're not ready to do yet, buy jeans that fit you. So you look good. And as soon as I wore them, even Dumela commented, he's like, yo, you look so good. You know, I wasn't focused on the fact that I'm wearing a size, mm. like I'm wearing this size, you know, nobody can see that by the way, no, you are. Exactly. no one sees that, oh, exactly. you're wearing a large, you know, everyone sees like, no, you look well put together. Everything mm. looks nice. You know, uh, I felt so confident. Mm. So for me, um, that's like an advice I'd give to anyone, especially struggling with weight. If you know in your heart of hearts that you're not willing to do the work, like going out and jogging, even if your mental health is not allowing you to do so, you know, because mental health also plays a part in you being motivated to go out to exercise. Be fair on yourself. Go out and buy your size. Don't even care about it. Don't even look at it. Think about the fact that you want to be comfortable. When you're sitting, you don't want to the whole time. You know, the whole time. No, you can't have dessert because you know those pens don't accommodate that. It's just lunch is enough. <laughs> yeah, and I think I know, that's exactly. a great way to start getting into a place of now starting to accept, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of you who do, who are motivated enough, then go out and exercise. But I think don't kill yourself because mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. remember the body that you have now helped you to get into a oh. stage that you're thankful for. You know, exactly. you grew up your child. It's an incredible, incredible things. It grew a whole human being from a single cell to, you know, a whole entire baby. So Imagine, like yeah. 10 fingers, 10 toes. My yeah. friends and I always say that. It's amazing. 10 fingers, 10 toes. There's nothing yeah. more amazing than that, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. And you so. still continue to, to give life to that baby even after the baby's born because you're feeding, you're nurturing you know, yeah, and you see your breasts go with that nurturing. Yeah. <laughs> that is something else also. <laughs> there's that, right? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's somewhat worth it. And um, if there are men in this group and if you on this live, sorry, and if you are with a partner that is pregnant, I know men don't care, but for you to also voice that mm. you don't care actually supports us, mm. you know? I know a lot of men will say, oh, but I don't care, you know? Mm. But they don't compliment you when you really require that compliment. Yes. You know? um, I needed to be reaffirmed. Unfortunately, I did need that. I really needed that from Dumelo. I needed him to tell me at times that, oh, baby, it's just stretch marks. Really, who yeah. cares, you know? I needed that. Um, and it's not that... I base my happiness on what he thinks of me, but because he's my intimate partner mm -hmm. and someone I'm sharing my body with, you know, yes. so I'm also sharing my self image with for yeah. him to show me that he's comfortable made me a little bit more comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, because he's the person that I've chosen to be with everyone mm -hmm. else. I've told myself, I really don't care about them, but my partner, because I'm intimate with this person just needed to, help make me feel reassured with the changes mm. yeah so that's cool. so let's let's go a little bit lower than what we've been talking about now a little bit below the belt so now let's talk about mm. the changes that happen if you've had a vaginal birth right i mean if you've had a c-section you know usually it's everything that happens around your skull and the muscle there now what about women who've had vaginal births what changes are we looking at there in terms of everything down with the vagina okay so it depends so the vagina is definitely a muscle it's insane i i've seen it with my own two eyes how how a vagina can literally stretch to allow this head and literally after that head comes out it's like you start seeing it go back okay um but obviously if you've had a very bad tear it makes it a little bit more difficult, especially for people who have what we call a third degree tear, where the tear communicates with the opening of the vagina or the perineum, that's what we call it, and with um, um, the opening of your backside, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, yeah, so of your yeah. anus. Let's yeah, rather okay. say that, okay? Yeah. So when you have that, it's a little bit more difficult because even the repair is a little bit more intensive okay mm -hmm. you have to some people have to actually go even into theater for that repair okay so then you're also dealing with that and for some people who haven't been repaired very well what we then see is that um they sometimes have a prolapsing of the vagina okay huh. so where the vagina okay. literally folds out okay it just comes oh. out all right um remember your vagina is almost it's a canal but it's a sac Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah, so that sack gets weakened and it falls out. So that's mm -hmm. tough. And a lot of people go through that in silence. A lot of people don't talk about that. Um, so that's tough for a lot of, for, for mm -hmm. someone, you know, to sit in silence with something that also looks, kind of looks a little bit scary, you know, mm -hmm. doesn't look that great. So, um, and obviously what they will then do is then they'll start retreating from their partner because mm. they don't want them to also experience what they're experiencing. Okay, yeah. so there's that. And then they also take very long to come into the hospital. What can then also happen is that they can be in, uh, if like there's an infection in that area, there can be a channel that is created, mm -hmm. okay, between the A-hole and the pee-pee hole, okay? Okay. I'm sorry, the pee-pee hole, so your vagina, okay? Yes. And yes. that canal is called what we call a fistula. Okay, so it's literally a channel that, that is created between the two. 
inside, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what then happens is you can have feces coming out of your vagina. Oh, wow. So people don't know about that. That is something that can happen. doesn't happen to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. It can also happen with cancers, but vaginal birth can put you at risk of this mm-hmm. thing. Okay. So then that obviously will also make you a little bit, you know, unhappy with yourself, obviously because there will be a smell because you're getting feces in that area. Um, so those are some of the changes. Um, but if you have a normal vaginal birth, and you have literally zero to no, t- I mean, one or minimal tears to no tears, um, mm-hmm. your vagina will be exactly the same as when you didn't give birth. Okay. Exactly mm-hmm. the same. Unscathed, beautiful. Some men, they claim that it's more sexually pleasing or desirable after birth. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing about that. I'm not a man. I, I, I can't speak on that. Um, but for a lot of people, it's honestly like you have the memory of the pain that you've gone through, mm-hmm. but your body is completely still normal. Okay. Yeah. Um, but by the way, sorry, I just don't want to scare a lot of people. Fistulas don't always happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prolapses also don't always happen. Um, and then you can also have incontinence. Yes. Bunny is yeah, right. You can exactly. also have incontinence. Yeah. yeah. chat about that too. Yeah, so incontinence can happen with both um, C-section and and normal vaginal birth. Um, with the C-section, it would be more neurological, um, so more of the nerves being affected because of the spinal that you that you uh, add. But okay. yeah, but those kind of things that that can be fixed, and normally they'll pick that up quite fast. Mm-hmm. They'll pick that one up quite fast. Also, having a catheter for too long—that's why they take out the catheter quite fast. They don't want your your uh, your bladder to become weak or to become lazy, you know, mm-hmm. and not work on its own. Um, but for people who have had um, 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 weakening of the pelvic floor, where you have what we call most of the time it's a stress incontinence. So stress, not like you you stress, no. Okay. It's more like if you create a pressure in your body. So if you're laughing, then will come out. You know that normally um, also happens. Okay. That normally also happens in pregnancy. You know. So anything okay. that will increase your abdominal pressure, you know, uh, will then yes. lead to that. So, okay. yeah. So that that's that's something that can happen. Um, sometimes it can be fixed. Um, I'm not very sure about um, about that. Uh, you would have to go to a urologist, uh-huh. but they are gynecologists. urologists. Yeah. Um, okay. And then they will help you out. They will try see what the issue is. Some people, unfortunately, cannot be fixed like hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Are we talking surgery or maybe like exercises to strengthen your pelvic yes. floor? You can have exercises. Yeah, they could do exercises. Yeah. So yeah, mostly it would be exercises. I don't think they would do a surgery, but I'm not really. Um, well learned in, in that department you would actually have to go to your gynecologist tell them that you're going through this and then they'll get you um with a urogyne specialist they will help you out okay. so it's it's not, it's not something that you should go to bed with and just accept because other people have yeah, gone through it even the prolapse even if you see poo poo in your panty no don't just accept go to the doctor okay Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, another change that a lot of people are struggling with, and this is for the C-section mommies, is the back pain. 
That's uh-huh. one that's debilitating for a lot of people. So, I mean, when I was asked about the back pain, I thought I didn't have the back pain, but I didn't realize that you actually have to stress the back for your back, for this back pain to actually manifest oh, itself. Hey. Yeah. So I thought it was something that just comes, um, like when you're doing nothing, like when you, when you're not noticing, but it normally actually happens when you are stressing your back and either you're changing the baby, then you can feel like how oh, I'm really, really struggling. Yeah. Um, sometimes, yeah. And sometimes after a bit of like working yourself up a little bit, um, so yeah. let's say you are walking in the mall, you know, you normally, you can get a little bit of back pain when you walk in the mall, but like with this yeah. one, it's, it feels almost debilitating. Okay. So that's another one that a lot of people struggle with. Um, mm. Some people have gone to chiropractic for it. Some people have gotten acupuncture for it. And what I was also I was also advised to do is use warm pads or heat mm. in that area, especially when it's affected. And other people suggest also going to physio. Mine at this point is not that bad, but to those who told me that this would happen, thank you for warning me. Mm. Definitely <laughs> is the pits, and it definitely does happen. Um, another bodily change that can also happen um, because of the spinal is you can have recurrent headaches. So that's that one is a little bit more difficult. Oh, is that from getting getting the epidural um, in your spine if you're having a C-section? Do you get that if you're having a, a vaginal birth? So that's okay, so I need to explain this. There's a difference between an epidural and a spinal. Okay, mm-hmm. so epidural is for pain. Well, they're both for pain, but epidural. They're actually putting a device in in that area, okay? Um, it's it's done the exact same way as a spinal, but an epidural, mm-hmm. um, they would run a drip, okay? So it's continuous uh-huh. medication. And then they actually okay. have to then remove it, okay? They have to okay. then remove okay. it. A spinal is just an injection once you go, mm-hmm. okay? It's done the exact same way, but it's, it's different things, okay? So the mm-hmm. epidural, I feel, will put you more at risk of you having back pain than a spinal. Mm-hmm. Because remember, there's a device that went in. Yes. It's there for quite some time, you know. And the thing is, um, a lot of people suspect that because the nerves get touched a little bit, you know. So some people also talk about they have pins and needles after that for quite some time. It's because those mm-hmm. nerves have been have been a little bit tampered with or touched mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, but another thing is the headache. People mm. have complained about the headache. It normally happens straight after the procedure or in the hospital, like after a few hours. And normally they say they can give you caffeine, but for some people it doesn't work. It's called a lumbar puncture or uh-huh. puncture headache. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically done the same way. Um, but it's, it's not as common. So those are the changes that um, besides your, you know, your, your body image, um, that you can go through and a lot of people will decide to go through it on their own, which mm. I would suggest that you don't, especially if you feel like your back pain is debilitating you, like you're not able to do any other thing, mm. go get seen by someone, you know, and then get the help that you need. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause you know, as a mom, especially if you just had a baby, you're doing a lot of, um, you know, taking care of the baby, like you said, bending over to change or to bath. Or to, yeah. And you actually go with this back pain. 
not even thinking that it's something that you should get help for because you're like, okay, it makes sense. I've been on my feet most of the day. I've just had a baby. And, you know, it's you don't actually see it as something that you can heal or should go no. get help for. It's almost exactly. like it will, it will resolve itself because I'm just in a stressful phase. But actually, it's a symptom that, that is something that you can take care of and that you should be concerned about. Well, you shouldn't be that concerned. So it's not like a bad thing that is happening to you. Well, hopefully it's not, but yeah. it's something that you can get help for. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. If it's really debilitating you, if it's causing you, if you know, if it's, if it's causing you loss of function, where in mm-hmm. that you would rather avoid doing those things to avoid having this pain. Um, and those things are actually necessary for you to do, like washing your baby is necessary for you to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, then definitely go in get seen by either physio. I mean, you figure out what you can afford. You also see what, what will make more sense for you. You know, sometimes people, um, the person who's, who's um, examining you will help you make that decision of, no, go to a chiropractor, go for acupuncture or go for this. So, you know, also looking yeah. at your affordability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But definitely everything that we do experience can be, can be addressed. Um, even if it's your body image in terms of, going to a psychologist, you know, everything that you go through, you can be supported for it. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to go through anything on your own. Even if it's stretch marks that you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm dying because I have these stretch marks. You definitely can be helped for that. Um, I know nowadays it's like all these injections and all these Mm -hmm. things for me, nah, not for me. I know. Um, Yeah, I'm not a fan of these things because, I mean, the scariest thing about those things is that if it doesn't work and you spend so much money, it further makes you unhappy about your situation. And then it just makes it a more negative um, feeling or more negative situation that you're finding yourself in, you know. Mm. But I remember someone saying to me, or there was a doctor saying to me, the only way you can get rid of stretch marks is if you cut them out. But then you're going to get them again. Yes. There's that, right? <laughs> and look, they're part of you. They, 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 say, they actually say nothing about you except that your skin is stretched. And we place so much on them. It's, it's so crazy. crazy. It's so and crazy. It's like, we look at them so negatively. But like you see yeah. a crease in your leather couch and you're like, ooh, okay. You know, my leather couch is getting character. But then you see this crease in your body and you're just like, oh, no, I, my body yeah. sucks, you know? And it's because we we have these images of what's perfect pushed yes. onto us, you know. And it's so sad. We keep having these conversations of body positivity, body positivity, body positivity, but there's no difference. Mm. All they do is they pluck a person in an advert and we just need to accept that, okay, finally, we have some sort of representation. But it's one ad and it's one mm. brand, you know. Mm. We, so, unfortunately, we have to do the work for ourselves and... I think if you need support for that, also enter the Zoe Health um, group, you know. Um, there's a new moms group. If you need support for that, where you talk to other moms, just so you can realize that this is very normal. And a lot of people go through different kinds of changes, changes that, yes, they struggle with, like the hyperpigmentation for some people doesn't go away, you know. But you'll be fine. You'll yeah. genuinely be fine. Yeah. And as, as someone here is saying, men have been too... And it's so funny, I was thinking that you see this big bodybuilder say he's got stretch marks because he's been pumping lots of iron and he's like really bulk. 
but you don't see anyone looking and saying, "Oh my God, he looks so horrible." Look at all these exactly, things. exactly. Crazy. I just I literally yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. We're very tough on women, and so many women against women. It's I haven't seen a lot of men. I mean, if if a man does it, it's normally a man that you never even take seriously. You'd never even pay attention to. <laughs> but normally, like a man who speaks about a woman's body, I've never paid attention to that type of person. But it's normally women, and it's women in your workspace. Women in normally very intimate spaces, or spaces that you have to enter mm-hmm. and uh, that form a big part of your life. You know, it's either your mother, or your sister. Oh, this body shaming thing. Oh, guys, okay. it's it's so tough. I was actually impressed because I feel like my mom's a little bit of a body shamer, but I was actually very impressed with her. When I was going through my changes, a lot of times she just kept telling me, you just had a baby, relax, you know, yeah, give yourself some time, you know, um, don't expect much, you know. Um, and I was shocked because before I gave birth, she looked at me, she's like, Yo, you're going to struggle after. And immediately mm-hmm. I got into with, with, that, with sure. that thing and I'd apologize for my stretch marks. So if someone sees my body, I apologize for it. Like, I apologize that I'm offending your eyes. Like, Mm. oh, sorry, Ishkina, let's search Max. Oh, Mm. oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah, no. Let's change. Yeah. Yeah, let's change. Yeah, so guys, as as Dr. Katlako mentioned, at Zoe Help, we're really big on, you know, women coming together in a community and talking to each other because there's so much that we struggle with alone. And until you reach out to other people, you actually don't realize that you actually are not alone. So please, guys, go to the link in our bio, Join our Zoe community. There's different types of groups there for new moms. If you're pregnant, if your child is a little bit older than a newborn, um, whatever issue you're struggling with, there's also some um, healthcare providers on the platform. If you've got questions for Dr. Kaz, if you've got questions for our lactation consultant, we we can we're here to help you. We want to connect with you, and we just want to create a safe space where you guys can talk about whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's health or mental wellness. Um, all the issues that women are struggling with where, you know, if we come together, these things can really be solved. So I want to say thank you, Dr. Kaz, for joining us. Before I go, Rani, can I please yes, answer um, this question? Because I haven't yes, answered any of their questions, but this one I really need to answer. Can mm-hmm. a hernia be fixed after C-section without going for surgery? So um, number one, we didn't tell you guys this, but also C-section can put you at risk for a hernia. For anyone know who doesn't know what that is, it's when there's a weakening in the wall of your of your abdominal wall okay so the muscles okay there's a little bit of a weakening okay and behind that sits um intestines obviously you know bowels okay so if there's a weakening so this wall keeps them inside and then the skin and you look pretty right and then if there's a weakening obviously then this bowel can come out right and then it gets stuck there okay so normally if it's if it's still a healthy hernia you can always push it back in but it won't always stay back in okay mm-hmm. if it bothers you yes you do you have to you will have to go for surgery where they'll have to push it back and then they do uh they do a whole surgery but it's it's quite quick and it's it's not a very bad surgery right but the problem with the hernia is if it does go out right and it gets stuck it gets strangulated okay then that piece of bowel is not getting oxygen okay it's getting strangled okay how you will see that and this is important for anyone who's going through it once, if it gets strangulated, what's going to happen is that you're going to go very red, okay? Especially if you're fair skin, you'll see it. It'll also feel very, very painful. And when you try to push it in, you won't be able to push it back in. Why? Because it's strangulated. Around it, it's very tight, okay? This is when it's very dangerous. Because what it means is that that bowel is going to die. Once that bowel dies, it kills off the other bowel. 
very yes. bad. Okay, then you can lead up. You can be in a very bad situation. You can actually eventually die if if left untreated. Sure. Okay, so. Um, it's important if you have seen a hernia that you're always checking if it's okay, you're checking if it's not too painful, and you're checking if it's not too red around it. Okay, that's one thing that I really wanted to share with you guys. I couldn't leave you without sharing mm -hmm. that. Hernias are fine, they're okay, they're nothing, there's, it's just a lump. But if it goes red and becomes very painful, please, please go consult. And if it bothers you in terms of looking at it, please go to the hospital and go deal with it. Just also know something though. The more surgeries you go for, the more weaker your bowel gets, I mean, your abdominal wall gets, so you are more at risk of getting more hernias, okay? Mm. That is something that can happen, okay? And that thing can also cause what we call a bowel obstruction. So anything will be obstructed, so there won't be good movement of your bowel yeah. through your bowel, yes. okay? So yes. I just wanted to make you aware of that, yeah. Before. So do you think, just as a panel, do you think if, if you have a hernia, it's best to have it looked at to get some advice? Or to just wait and let it resolve itself if that's the direction it's going in. So um, I think if it does bother you, please go get it checked out. Um, also, for a lot of people, they need someone to see it, professional to see it, to feel a little bit more comfortable. I think go mm -hmm. do that, especially if you can afford to go do that. If unfortunately you cannot afford to do that, um, just please keep my keep keep looking at it and keep pressing it in and try to see. But yeah, actually, rather have it seen. Normally, your gynecologist should pick it up, especially if you see your gynecologist for your three-month checkup. Okay, because you have six weeks and you must have your three months. In three months, we would be able to see that, okay, there is something that has formed there. Just show them that, hey, I have a little, a little bit of a lump. I don't know what it is. And you try to push it in and then, yeah. But it normally happens with, with, with um, midline, um, midline cuts. It won't normally happen mm. with a, a side cut, okay? But, mm -hmm. I mean, it can happen. Either way, it can happen. I, but, yeah, I just want you guys to know that it's very, very important for you to not just sit on it and to think that it, won't, it will go away without surgery. Mm. I'm sorry, guys, this live is not long enough. I know there's a lot more issues. I, I know yeah. a lot of people are also thinking about hemorrhoids and all of that stuff. Um, if it really is bothering you, you can uh, post a DM to me or you can join the Zoe Health group, the new mom's yeah. group, and you can ask me in it. And I will definitely take the time to do the research to give you the best and the most honest mm -hmm. and um, greatest advice. Okay. Also, no please problem. do mind that it is advisable that the hernia is only repaired after you have completed your family. I've had patients that have had hernias from the stretch of pregnancy alone and not the C-section. Yeah, that's also very mm -hmm. important. I agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Gadlejo. We love Thank having you. you. Your advice as a mom and as a doctor is really um, is immeasurable. So we, we love having you and we will see you next week. Can't wait. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please visit our website, www.zoehealth.com to share and rate this podcast and to access more content and resources like this. Join us on our next episode as we bring you more of the women's health and wellness topics that matter to you.